broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in South Florida, it's time for South Florida Business Radio. Now, here's your host. Lee Cantor here, another episode of South Florida Business Radio, and this is going to be a good one. But before we get started, it's important to recognize our sponsor, Diaz Trade Law, your customs expert. Today on South Florida Business Radio, we have Linair Robbins with Global Chamber Miami. Welcome, Linair. Hi, thank you so much for having me today. I am so excited to learn about your organization. Tell us a little bit about Global Chamber Miami. How are you serving folks? Uh, So the Global Chamber Miami is a chapter. It is part of the Global Chamber Network. Uh, We are a thriving community of professionals, mentors, and innovative companies taking on the world of global business. We provide information, connections, and mentoring for leaders to capture global business opportunities, and we operate across 525 metros within 195 countries. So what's your backstory? How did you get involved in this line of work? Uh, so my backstory, um, I've actually worn a lot of hats. Um, I've got a pretty diverse background. Um, I'm a Navy veteran. My background is in international affairs um, and conflict resolution. I've uh, done a, vo- a lot of work volunteering with several organizations, uh, really getting to know also the consular core community in Miami and, um, of course, um, experience in business. Uh, So I I found this great opportunity and now this is what I'm doing. Now, for the the people out there, what's kind of the the most compelling benefit you think of of being part of the Global Chamber for a member? Um, So, One uh, major value would be the fact that this is a network-based organization. And again, it it is um, 525 metros within 195 countries. So basically, the value means that you have access to leaders who are directly in their own communities. So if I have a member in Miami that wishes to connect with someone in India, we have a chapter, actually several in India, I can go to those uh, directors of those chapters and help my members connect with them. And these are people serving within their own communities that understand the business landscape in those communities. They've been cultivating their own local relationships for a long time, as well as global relationships. So I don't have to try to invent the wheel and think that I know what is happening in India when I can work with a colleague who's based there. And our members greatly benefit from that. Now, as the leader of the organization, is part of your role, maybe not an individual by individual basis, but maybe the spirit of what you're trying to do and with your team is to kind of foster that level of collaboration where people are able to open doors for each other and maybe explore relationships in a way that is very organic rather than very transactional? Um, Yes. Um, Although some people are seeking a transaction, what what ends up happening is they get an organic experience out of it um, because of um, the network being so people-to-people driven um, and we're collaborating all the time. In fact, I think that collaboration is so important involving business. Um, 
there's a, a larger pool of talent to assist with supporting any endeavor that our clients might have and our members might have. And so that can often lead to opportunities that expand uh, beyond what they anticipated. Um, and they end up finding uh, perhaps more opportunities and uh, different resources and definitely connections. Now, when um, a, f- a person is uh, thinking about joining this, there's there's obviously so many organizations that a person can invest their time into. Do you find that a lot of folks aren't thinking globally when it comes to their business when there would be opportunity if they open their mind to that, but maybe they get kind of bogged down or think it's too complex or too difficult to even consider that maybe their operation could serve a global market? Um, that that could be true, um, although some people are working uh, globally and, and doing very well, there are those that um, feel like maybe that is um, too big of a goal for them. Um, maybe they they don't understand that um, wherever you go, people essentially are looking for the same things. Um, you know, they're, they're looking for opportunity, success. They're looking uh, for ways to provide for their families, for their communities, um, and so sometimes maybe people get um, intimidated by cultural barriers. Uh, but again, if you have a network like the Global Chamber, where we have people in all of these chapters that are from those communities, um, that that really helps to, I think, tackle any cultural or language barriers that one might feel that they have. Now, can you share a story that maybe illustrates that, where maybe somebody did um, reach out to um somebody in the network and we're able to maybe get their business or take it to a new level. You obviously don't have to name the name of the company, but if you could share maybe the problem solution, that would be uh, illustrative. Um, so I can give you a great example. Um, during the pandemic, um, you know, we, our operations never stopped um, because we were set up virtually to begin with Um a lot of the activities are virtual, um, hi- hybrid, in person. Um, we've been successful to carry on with operations to keep connecting people. Um, to actually, if you go on the Global Chamber calendar, um, you know the for the past couple of years there there's been something happening almost every day. Um, we have one collective calendar. And it's really every chapter is on that calendar. Uh, once you're a member of Miami, you're a member of every chapter, pretty much. You can attend those events. Um, it, it's beneficial that it's it's virtual. Uh, you get to meet people on these virtual opportunities. Uh, so that's a great example that we, we have just, um, we've always been working together. And so I think that um, um, although the the pandemic has had its repercussions, I I think that we've done a good job to to keep moving forward. Now, is there um, an opportunity for young people to get involved with the chamber as well, or is this mainly for kind of seasoned veteran business people? Uh, No, it is actually for all ages. Um, In fact, we have several programs where we enlist young leaders. Um, Our uh, CEO, Doug Brunke, um, he operates out of the Phoenix office. 
Um, he actually drives a lot of the young leaders um, uh, fellowships and he works with um, young leaders from African countries. Um, we have that webinar that we've done several years in a row. Um, so it, it's quite impressive that we've, we have something for everyone, um, all demographics, age groups, and definitely um, um, all of us think that involving young leaders is very important. Now, is there, um, do you divide it by kind of special interest groups as well? So like by industry, so if I'm in healthcare, then I can kind of network with healthcare folks around the world? Um, so all of the chapters are, um, well, first they assess what their, their members need, what their community needs. Um, but all of them seem to be taking on such a, a diverse, um, um, background of, of different topics. So I've seen a lot of, um, webinars on agriculture, for example. Um, and that could be here in the United States and rural areas. It could be in Ghana. Um, he could be talking about um, uh, farming in India. So it, it's really interesting that um, you'll see all kinds of topics. Um, we we did something for the Global Chamber of Miami not too long ago, about a year ago, on immigration, but it was for athletes. Uh, so we have a specialist that's a, a member, and her whole focus is on immigration for athletes. Um so that was very interesting as well. And, and what that looked like, especially at the height of the pandemic, when some of the borders were closed. Now, um, in your line of work nowadays, are you getting to use that conflict resolution hat? Um, so, yes. And um, I'm glad you asked this question because um, I actually feel that business is, is really um, an ideal area um to to combat conflict in the world i i think that there's uh, so many benefits to business and i think that business is a conflict resolution driver um and i i've written a great deal about this topic um, i did my graduate studies in international relations and conflict resolution um on what kind of tools a society could use um or business or a community um and so what I found is when you have a country or a community where resources and access to opportunity may not be available across the board, then it could lead to polarization and sometimes social conflict. Um, and in my research, I look back to the 19th century in Victorian England, uh, where there was an imbalance of resources across the land, and it led to the term two nations that was coined by prime minister benjamin disraeli and it basically meant that citizens in the country at that time did not have a shared experience and so it felt like they were living in two different countries depending on where they were living um i got interested in this topic because i went to high school in a small little town called proctorville ohio and it was on the border of uh West Virginia and Kentucky. So it's um, in that Appalachian region. And um, I can tell you from experience that my reality then is very different than it is now living in Miami. And um, I say that in terms of um, the resources that are available. And um, so a lot of my work writing about this and conflict resolution is 
what can we do to make sure that there's equal access to opportunity across the land, whether it's this country we're referring to or another country? Um, and how can business help to provide those opportunities? Um, so it's, it's, it's really a fascinating topic to, to dive into. Now, do you have any advice um, from your learning about this uh, so that people in other areas, whether they be other communities in the United States or globally, can learn from that? And, and I would imagine we're trying to avoid this two-nation uh, paradigm. Yes, exactly. Um, well, so the advice would be to always seek common ground, try to find things that unify people. And lots of times, um, and as I said before, the, the business community, um, I think, is in an ideal position to, to try and be that unifier, to, to try to find the common ground, because what is it that everyone needs in this country and other countries? Well, they need food. They need water. Um, you know, they need basic necessities. Um, you know, that's, I, I think that's the core right there. People need other things as well, but this is something that's very universal. And so, um, there's a great deal of talk about, um, strategies to combat food insecurity these days. And so that's another, um, opportunity for the business community, uh, to really find solutions and bring people together to work on these ideas and strategies. And that could be uh, nationally as well as globally. So now Miami is, um, I guess, global city, a global gateway. Is there things that we could be doing to help you in your mission um, to serve kind of Miami and the globe? What do you need more of? How can we help? Oh, and thank you for asking that. Um, so Miami, it's very interesting. We're definitely a, a gateway into latin america um but we're also a global gateway as more and more people um realize that um we have close to a hundred uh foreign consulates we have economic offices uh major um institutions for for economic um um driving our economics here in miami uh miami international airport the port of miami um, and I would say that um, just more opportunities to, to partner on projects, more opportunities to uh, collaborate and uh, to be at the table um, with more people uh, if, if they need something to approach us in our community. And I think working together. Um, it's interesting because um, I was not too long ago speaking to um, a recruiter from the State Department who um, their job here at the Miami office is to find um, the next generation of leaders uh, to do a lot of um, information sessions with the schools and, and um, try to build the Foreign Service Corps. And uh, what they said was that here in Miami, so many people are bilingual or multilingual. Um, right there is an asset. And so there are a lot of strengths here in Miami. And um, I would say that, um, you know, if people need help or ideas, um, there's somebody here with, with those ideas and, and potentially solutions. 
Now, right now, do you need, are you looking uh, to grow your membership? Are you looking to grow your sponsors? What, uh, what can the folks out here listening do to, um, you know, get more involved? Um, I would say yes on, on both accounts. Um, growing our membership would, would be great. Um, I would love an opportunity to speak to more people about how we can help them, um, find out what they're looking for, who they would like to connect with across the country and in the world. Um, and then sponsorships as well. Um, I think that, um, companies would find that our, our mission and our goals are, are, um, um, really positive and, and assessing what, um, what a good way forward is in, in the business sense to, to really help communities. Now, what is the size of a company that should get involved with your organization? Is it a, you know, a small business, you know, under five, 10 employees, or is this kind of the mega enterprise or is it both? It's actually both. Um, uh, different chapters have, um, sponsors that are very large. Um, if it's been a chapter that's been operating for a long time or in a um, uh, very big city such as New York, um, and then there's new chapters that have just opened, and so they've started out with the smaller companies. And I think um, in terms of Miami that um, uh, we're actually balancing both. This must be such rewarding work for somebody with your background that has been of service for so many years in so many different organizations to really, you, you must really see an impact almost on a, a day-by-day basis. Uh, you're probably high-fiving your team all the time. <laughs> uh, well, thank you. Um, you know, and that, that's really a, a great um, uh, keyword team because I, I think that uh, none of this happens with just... Uh, uh, one person doing the work. It always involves a team effort and uh, just the creative minds that come together. Um, so, yeah, so I'm really happy and proud of all the people that, that come together and, uh, and donate their uh, insights and creativity. Now, if somebody is interested in joining, is there a way to kind of go to a meeting or sample it, or is it something you have to join in order to see the benefits? Um, so a lot of our, our online opportunities are, are free. Um, and what we usually do is we say prospective member, um, because we do want to give people the opportunity to uh, see us in action, so to speak. Um, so there are those opportunities and one can just go to the calendar and, and see what's open um, and then other things are for members um, only um, when it when it comes to their benefits and um, getting access to um, things that we reserve for paid membership. But if they wanted to maybe have a more substantive conversation with you or somebody on your team, is there a website? Uh, yes, there is. Um, so they could go to um, the uh, www.globalchamber.org. And then um, they'll see a map of the world, and Miami is right there. And my information is there as well, email address. Um, and I'm, I'm happy to hear from anyone that has questions, wants information, wants to get involved. Good stuff. Well, Lanair, thank you so much for sharing your story today. You're doing such important work, and we appreciate you. 
Oh, thank you so much. And again, thank you for having me. This has been a great conversation. All right. This is Lee Cantor. We'll see you all next time on South Florida Business Radio.